Welcome to another episode of Living an Ultra Life. My name is Mike, and this week we are joined by a young lady that I have just been intrigued by her running and what she does and just her resolve. But then I got to run a few miles with her at Cape Fear this last year, and I found out she's actually a real joy to be around also. And so without any further ado, we're going to welcome in the badass Emily Lyons. Emily, you ready to go for a run? I thanks, Mike. Thanks for the introduction. Right. Awesome. I I couldn't think of any better way to describe you. It was so you're such a joy to run with. It's just fun to run with you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I heard that a lot from other people. And it's so funny because growing up, I never thought I was very bubbly, but I guess becoming an ultra runners made me very joyful. So, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, you know, awesome. reason to get people to join ultra running. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was gonna say there's a tip. For those of yeah. you who want to have a bubbly personality and don't think you do, just start running ultra marathons. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, Emily, what do you do when you're not out running these badass races, which we're going to get into in a second? So what do I do outside of running? Well, I run a lot. So that's a lot of my life. But outside of that, I am a, an accountant. I'm a CPA, but I like to say I'm like a cool accountant. I, uh, <laughs> I don't, I'm not a tax person, no shade to tax people, but I uh, work in cybersecurity and data privacy uh, for a large professional services firm, uh, PwC oh, wow. or PricewaterhouseCoopers uh, for, okay. for people in the industry. But yeah, so I, I work in cybersecurity and data privacy, which I think is really interesting. And so that's what I do a lot outside of running. But I also love reading and traveling, but most of my traveling is for running. And of course, <laughs> hanging out with my family. But yeah, yeah, that's that's sort of my life outside of running. That is awesome. So that sounds like a really cool form of accounting. So is it so are you like attached to the cybersecurity division as an accountant or what? Yeah, so I'm more my my service line within the firm is under like uh, auditing or assurance. And um, but I work in a niche group that audits cybersecurity and data privacy for large companies. So I work with the cybersecurity technical people that do pen testing and red teaming, blue teaming. And I, I bring in my auditing skills. So I audit the cybersecurity and data privacy frameworks and, and environments for companies. That is awesome. So now where did you go to college? Uh, UNC Wilmington, uh, University okay. of North Carolina, Wilmington. Yep. For accounting and management information systems undergrad and then did a master's in accounting afterwards. Wow. That's awesome. Are you from the Wilmington area originally? Originally from Fayetteville, but I've lived in Wilmington for about 15 years. So okay. I, I think I'm a local now. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like this is a comfortable place for you. And yeah, it sounds like you have a really good time. And you're part of a run club there, right? Yeah, uh, part of the Panacea Run Club. for So for my Wilmington area folks, uh, we meet every Thursday at 6 p.m. at Panacea Brewing Company. The owner reached out to me, Robin, and was like, hey, Emily, I know you're a runner and you're a vegan. Panacea is a vegan restaurant. And she's like, I want to have a run club like all the other breweries in town. So and I know you're a runner and you're vegan. Would you like to start it? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I started it about a year ago. And now we've got a nice group of people. Shout out to my regulars. But yeah, it's it's a fun run. say their names. If you'd like to shout out to them, just tell, say their names. Sure. Paul, Mary, Jen, Sarah, Charlotte, Jenny. Sorry, those are the ones that can come to my mind right now. But that there's is a lot awesome. of and Wendy. Yeah. Yeah. 
That is very, very cool. So when did you start running? Um, so I played soccer growing up. So I did a lot of, you know, running for soccer. I was rec in high school and travel, didn't play it in college, but loved soccer growing up. And then I started just running for fun in college. My first actual race was a half marathon in 2014. Um, and then my first marathon and ultra marathon were in 2016. So wait a second. So marathon and ultra marathon, same year. Yeah, actually I did. Um, you know, you hear the ultra runners. I did my first ultra before my first marathon. That was me. I did a 50 K the Southern tour 50 K or Southern tour ultra 50 K in January, 2016. And then did the Wilmington marathon, uh, in March, 2016. Okay. So is it, so that's when the, the bug just really hit you then, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I did. Yeah. My first ultra in January, 2016. And then my first three marathons I did in back to back to back weekends oh in gosh, March. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That so. Awesome. so you went just, January 50K and then marathon, yeah. marathon, marathon in March. Yeah, pretty much. They just happened to fall back to back weekends. And I was like, yeah, I, I want to do all of them. They all sound pretty cool. So yeah, awesome. I was like, what what could happen? You know, like I could just not show up to the other one, you know, the second or the third one if, you know, my legs are tired, but I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to see what happens. And I didn't die. So <laughs> there you go. Isn't that kind of the, you know, the whole thing behind, you know, ultras and doing, you know, this, like back, back to back marathons. It's like, I didn't die. So everything's good right exactly yeah i did i didn't die at 31 miles so i'll try 50 i didn't die at 50 so i'll try 62 and then somehow you end up running 135 miles in death valley in july and you're like i didn't die so what's what's yeah, the next right. crazy so, thing yeah that is so awesome and you have um been a, pair, a part of the badwater cape fear 51 milers for how many years now have you run that yeah, I uh the first year I did it was 2017. I believe it was 2017 was the first year and it was my first 50 miler. Um and since then I've run it four times. Next year will be my fifth time and I volunteered one year doing it. Okay. It's a I great race. I love it. Volunteered uh with Brian Million. Yes, that, love Brian. Yes. Brian's awesome. Yeah. He is he is an amazing guy. So I know him from up here in Virginia Beach, so He's, he's oh, nice. amazing. Yeah. Very oh cool. yeah. Brian. Yeah. Brian's great. Yeah. So now, and this year you finally got into Badwater. Yep, Is this I your did. first year that you've gotten in? Yeah. It was the first year I applied and, okay. uh, you know, just, just hit, you know, hit jackpot on my first try, luckily. Um, but yeah, I accrued last year and I was actually going to wait till 2024 to apply, but I had a bunch of people, talk me into applying for 2023 because you never know the pool of applicants right. you know and so they said even if you don't get in 2023 you know just apply because it'll show that you know you really want to get in and uh then i heard my name in february that is so awesome i was so like what, oh, okay, what did you think when, when you heard your name called in february what was your reaction i i was very surprised um it was funny i had it pulled up uh, on my TV, the the Facebook Live, and um, was watching it. And of course, I had the comments pulled up because you could see I, I knew a bunch of people who got in this year. So I was seeing them being congratulated by their friends and I was congratulating them, you know, and then I heard, you know, 
a rookie from North Carolina, Emily Lyons. And I was like, what? That's <laughs> so, so awesome. That had to have been amazing. Oh yeah. No, it was, it was great. I couldn't believe it. I was, you know, getting texts and messages from a bunch of people. And my mom said she joined the live late and she joined it just before they said, and there's a rookie from North Carolina. And I was like, wow, perfect timing, you know? That's awesome. And so you just jumped in in 2023 with both feet because didn't you do the Cape Fear, the Salton Sea and Badwater, right? I did. Yeah. Um, I did the Badwater Ultra Cup. I was like, well, I'm definitely going to do Cape Fear because since I, you know, live only 45 minutes away from Baldhead, yeah, um, like my family and I have island. now, yeah, it's, it's love, a lovely island. Um, but my family and I, we've now made a beach week out of it. So we oh, cool. go there and I either run or volunteer. So I was doing Cape Fear anyway. And, you know, I was like, you know, even if I don't get into 135, I still want to do Salt and Sea because it's a cool race. And they call it like a baby bad water and it looks good on your resume. So I signed up for Salt and Sea. And so luckily I got into 135. So I was able to do awesome. the So who did you year. run Salt and Sea with? Because that's the one where you've got to run with at least one other person, right? Yeah, it's either a team of two or three. And I ran it with my friend Sam Felsenfeld, who uh, I met crewing at Badwater 20 in uh, 2022. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That is so cool. And the other race that I noticed that you've done a bunch of times, you're like a Blackbeard's Revenge <laughs> glutton for punishment, aren't you? I do. I love Blackbeards and I'm very sad because next year, well, so the past two years, I've either volunteered or ran Cape Fear and then ran blackbeards 100 right. but uh next year badwater cape fear and blackbeard are on the same weekend so oh you were kidding oh i wow. know that's a bummer because i know finishes do you have at blackbeards just two but it's it's a fun race it feels like more um but yeah i recommend it to to anyone who wants like a, a challenging deceptively challenging 100k or 100 miler because it's flat but there's some the weather and the Outer Banks always throws you something. One year it was storming. One year it was really cold. This year it was really windy. But yeah, Blackbeards awesome. is a is a fun race. I I enjoy it. I'm I don't know if I'll do it again. I'll probably do it again because do it again. Fun. Why not? <laughs> well, you know, I've kind of so I I did Swamis last year, and I'm doing Swamis again this year. So that's the one where you run from uh, Sandbridge in Virginia Beach down to the Cape uh, Hatteras Lighthouse, and then you turn around and go back. And so it's, I, I, I tell people, I'm like, I'm still sort of doing Blackbeards. I'm just doing yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> now, is it the back. same route? Like the it is down exactly NC12? The same route. Yeah. Oh, so it's okay. down, straight down NC12. Basically, the only difference is you don't go all the way to the tip and you add 21 miles of beach at the start and at the end. So you got 42 miles of sand running. Oof, that sounds like Badwater Cape Fear. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I've heard is that Badwater Cape Fear is just try to get through the areas before the high tide hits. Otherwise, it's no fun at all. Pretty much. Person? Yeah, that's how that's how the race changes every year is a year. I mean, so for the 50K, you're running 19 miles on the beach. The 50 milers, 39 miles. And it really just depends on the tide. You know, if the tide's out, it's a great time. If it's in, you just got to hang yeah, on. You're bad, man. <laughs> so. Yeah. So now you've had an incredible 2023. So I'm just going to go through this list for people. <laughs> so long haul hundred top 10, right? Yep. Uh, yep North haul. Carolina fat ass 50 K bad water, Cape fear. Oh, actually. Blackbeard. So 
on the, I guess Ultra Sign Up doesn't have it, but I did okay. in between Long Haul and um, the Fat Ass 50K was the Southern Tour Ultra 50 Miler. Oh, cool. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have that in here. So, wow. Yeah. So, all right. So, you did a 100 miler, 50 miler, 50K, a 50 miler, then Blackbeards, 100 miler. Yeah. And then you went out and you ran Salt and Sea, which I heard is really, really kind of toothy. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So they say it's like, so it's 81 miles, which they say is like a really tough hundred miler. That's what they compare it to. And I, I thought they were like, you know, just saying that, but it is, it feels like a hundred miles. So that is a tough 81 miles. And it's, is it, what type of surface is it on? So it's mostly road. The first 40 miles is road. It's like a hot desert race okay. and then there's eight miles of this really wicked trail that's rocky and filled with cacti and just goes up and up and up and then there's a uh, 50k on the road that's oh, on the road so it's it's mostly road but okay. you know there's that eight mile trail that would be tricky because you've got a transition from 40 mile very hot road to kind of single trackish type of trail huh yeah yep yeah that is awesome. But you you did do well there. That was a that was a 14th. And then you decided that wasn't enough. So you uh, went and did the Moonlight Boogie, which I keep hearing about. Keep <laughs> oh. telling me about this. Is this you got a top five there? It's that's a hard race. So, yeah, it's the, the Boogie 50 or the Midnight Bethel Hill Moonlight yeah, Boogie, like something Bethel like that. Hill Moonlight Boogie. Yeah, it, it sounds yeah. fun because other people have told me about it. I'm like, OK, that sounds kind of fun but it's june so. oh yeah so it's it's june so of course it's hot and humid it's in the yep. middle of nowhere north carolina ellerby and it starts at 6 p.m so it oh, goes overnight wow okay so and it's actually pretty good training for Badwater, right oh yeah yeah it had the night start it has the rolling hills it's really hot so yeah it was it was a great last big push to Badwater. Yep. So then you did Badwater and yeah. you kicked ass. You really <laughs> did well on that. I mean, you you finished Badwater in 41 hours. That's I know. It's, it was phenomenal. crazy. I, thank you. I was just pushing for a finish, hoping for, you know, under 40 hours. But my ultimate A goal was just finishing. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about Badwater this year. What what was the experience like? Who were you, Who was your crew and pacers? What was bad water? So it was, it was everything I hoped for. I had crewed the year before because they say you definitely want to crew to get that experience. So luckily with that crewing experience, I sort of knew what I was getting myself into, even though my runner DNF'd last year at mile 42. But oh, bummer. Um, yeah, bummer. It, it happens even to the best yeah. of people. My runner had two prior finishes. So, you know, okay. um, that was good. But yeah, so I knew I knew the course and and all of that. And it was Fourth of July. So they gave us these shirts that, you know, got the like American flag on it. So that is I've been I've been watching this. I'm like, that is a totally yeah, kick ass yeah. shirt. I, yeah. yeah, that is totally cool. Yeah. And then uh, I was in the 8 p.m. start. They call that the fast group. There's the fast, okay. faster and fastest group. <laughs> Eight, nine and okay. ten. And it was awesome. I got to share, you know, some miles with my um, and it, it did get really hot. I mean, the start, even though it was at 8 p.m. and the sun was setting, it was probably it was over 100 degrees in Badwater wow. Basin at 8 p.m. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. I bet it was like 105, 108, something like that. And, you know, ran through the night and the only thing, well, of course I was nervous about the whole race, but the main thing I was most nervous about was hitting the 50 mile cutoff. That's the first cutoff and it's set by the park and it's really strict. It's at 10 AM for everyone, no matter start time. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I did had not realize hours. that. Yeah, okay. yeah, they want you to get to 2,000 feet elevation by 10 a.m. no matter the start time. So, so 14 hours sounds like enough time to get to 50 miles, yeah, but it a, only that's takes a fast 50 miler. That's I mean, yeah. in that environment, that's a wow. Okay. Yeah, there's no room for error. You just have to keep going. Yeah. So as you're hitting that 50 miles, because you're doing roll, it's rolling hills those first 50 miles, right? I mean, it's not flat. <laughs> No, it's definitely not flat. Out of Badwater Basin, it's very like rolling hills. But luckily, it, the sun is setting, so you can't tell if you're on a hill. So, it, you know, like. Okay. Yeah. So it's, but it, there are rolling hills out of Badwater Basin. And then there's one big hill at about the 50K mark. And then it's sort of flat-ish getting to mile 42, which is a stovepipe wells. And then at 42, that's when it starts rocketing up to the town to town pass so okay. you go you know you gain about 2,000 feet in um eight miles so it's just a steady steady climb so now, yeah does and then the you, night get cool at all or is it still pretty hot it's still pretty warm it was probably in the 90s i bet in death valley but once you get out of death valley it probably got down to like the 80s maybe okay. 70s yeah once you got out of Death Valley past Darwin. I was never cold, but right. it, uh, yeah, it definitely got less hot. Awesome. So what time did you get to the town pass? I don't recall exactly. Cause I don't think there's not a checkpoint up there. I did hit 50 in about 12 hours. So that oh, was awesome. Good. So you, yeah. So you cleared it in two hours. Did that give yeah. you some relief? Did, did the oh, yeah. kind of stress just kind of fall off at that point? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, it was funny. I said, so town passes, it's you get up 5000 feet. I forget the exact elevation, but it's 17 okay. miles of just straight up. And wow. so I knew it was going to be, a, you know, a suck fest. So I turned it into the town pass party. Okay. Uh, awesome. We're having like my pacers and my crew and I were, you know, we're going to have a town pass party all the way up. So um, I hit 50 miles and we were just kind of like dancing like woo yay you know cleared it by two hours so as long as i can stay on my feet and i don't nothing catastrophic happens i can hit all the other cutoffs because they're set by the race as you went on so at what point did you realize hey i'm actually going to finish this thing (laughs) probably uh so we had an alternate course this year just because of some flooding at um Owens used to be dry lake bed, now wet lake bed due to some flooding. But um, there was a section where you turn off of the original route and you go to this city called Elantia. So it's about a 15 mile stretch. And at the end of that, you get in the car and you drive a portion and then you head into Lone Pine. Um, Well, I died walking that 15 mile stretch to Elantia. But as soon as I got in the car and I stepped out of the car, that's when I realized like, okay, I'm going to finish this. I'm like three or four miles from Lone Pine and then it's just a half moon. So, you know, I had about 17 miles left, but okay, now I'm going to finish. Like That's I'm in awesome. better spirits. Yeah. That is awesome. 
All right, yeah. so the road going up into Mount Whitney. What's that like? Oh, that they say it's like the hardest half marathon ever, and it's so true. So you're you you get into Lone Pine, and you're finally in civilization because the rest of the race is you know middle of nowhere, uh, but you can see Mount Whitney, but it's still 13 miles away, and oh, so you you get onto Portal Road. And my crew chief, he's finished twice. He's like, it's like a tractor beam pulling you up. Like, it's going to suck. It's really hard. But you'll feel this, you know, thing pulling you up the mountain. So the first nine miles of the climb really sucked. It was just straight up. But it it was like an optical illusion. You couldn't see that you were gaining a lot of, you know, elevation ahead of you. But if you turned around, you could see it was just straight up. So, wow. yeah, the first nine sucked. And then. The last four are the switchbacks up the side okay. of the mountain. And somehow, I don't know if it was, there's only four miles left or I can see, you know, the turns and the turns are motivating me or if it was all the the Coke I was drinking. But <laughs> the last four, I was just flying up the side of Mount Whitney. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So you come inside of the finish line and yeah. what's it like, like to cross that line? Oh, it was awesome. You know, I, I had imagined it a lot, you know, like the finish line and, and I've seen, you know, people crossing the finish line, they're running or they're walking or they're shuffling or even crawling like Bob Becker last year. Yeah. And um, I luckily was able to, I felt like I was sprinting, but it was more like a, like a fast jog. Um, right. <laughs> and I uh, grabbed, you know, my, all my crew's hands and held them up and we ran across and I was like, okay, now we're done. Like, oh no. <laughs> That's odd. Yeah. You know, I don't think a lot of people realize when you've dreamed about something for a long time and you finally run it and you finally cross that finish line, it's like, uh, damn. Okay, now what? <laughs> don't you think I that's know. kind of the feeling you get? It's like, okay, I was so it's done. <laughs> now what do I do? So yeah. So you're gonna I do know. it again. And right? that's Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna apply. I'm planning on applying for 2024. Of course, we'll see if we get in. They now have like a 30-70 ratio to veterans and rookies, so now it's, it's definitely harder getting a spot in the race if you've done it before. But I'd, I'd, lo- I'd definitely love to do it again. It's a race I would do over and over again. That's awesome. So then you've continued on in this wild and woolly 2023, and you did Cape Fear and then a month later did Tideland and then two weeks later did the 16 hour lock in and you yeah, and, uh, every single one of those. Oh, that's right. I Henson, I forgot because that's two weeks before Cape Fear, right? Yeah, yeah. Henson 20, Henson Lake 24, Cape Fear 24, and then Tidemore. <laughs> okay. So Henson Lakes, how many miles did you get there? I did about 100K. Uh, this is my second year doing it. And it's it's such a, I don't know, it's such a tough little course. It's just got these little random rolling hills around the lake. I don't, for some reason, it's just, it's just deceptively challenging for me. But okay. I did 100K there. And we, we call it the circuit, you know, Henson Lake, Cape Fear, yep. Thailand. Like, you know, they just all fall so close together. And I think I hit them all, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. And they're local. you like, you got to do them, you know, exactly. you live in the area. Yeah. So Cape yeah, Fear, so then, you, you did awesome and got, did you, you got over 70 there, right? Yeah. I think about maybe 71, 70, 71. That rain was just such a bummer. Like oh, you, you yeah, were there. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. just poured on us for like off and on for seven hours. And 
I was like, well, yeah. I'm not going to hit 100, you know, like 70 is good, you know, because I've got Thailand yep. coming up. <laughs> yeah. So then you went to Thailand and how many did you get at Thailand? 81 miles. I was shooting for 100, but around 18 hours or something. I'm like, you know what? I'm just not feeling like sub 24 right now. So I ended up with 81 miles and it the first place. Oh my gosh, Diana Gorder, who I met there, who blew it out of the water with 117 miles. Wow. Um, 117? Yeah, overall, yeah, she said she was overall winner, set a new female course record. The original was Kelly Fegis with, I think, 104 miles. Third best performance at Thailand. But anyway, we, we got to run a bunch of miles together. That's awesome. I knew she was way ahead of me. There was no way I was catching her. <laughs> I didn't feel like I was going to hit 100. And then third place behind me was 10 miles, like behind okay. me at 71. So I was just. So you knew you pretty much had second wrapped up. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to like hang out, you know, for the last like, or maybe it was like the last like six or five hours. That's yeah. awesome. But yeah, I ended up with 81 miles yeah, at Thailand. And then two weeks later, you place. go out to the 16 hour lock in. Yes, that is a fun new race in the Wilmington area at the Carolina uh, Beach State Park. And it's 16 hours. And um, they call it a lock-in because it ends at 1 a.m. But the park is closed from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. So you got to okay. stay there. Yeah. And sleep in your car or camp. But yeah, I was hoping to hit 100K there. Um, I, I've only run a handful of times at Carolina Beach State Park. But I know it's really sandy like beach sand and kind of rocky and rooty and so uh, when I got there I was like oh yeah this is exactly how I remember it so it was tough to hit 100k but I did it in about mm, maybe 15 hours 15 minutes okay and there's no short you know smaller loop I mean sorry right the race is a four and a half mile loop right so, so you, it, there's yeah. no way to go out if you got 45 yeah. minutes left and hit it so yeah no. So, so, but yeah. you tied with Greg Zinner, right? Didn't you both? I get did. Yeah. Miles? So, yeah. you know, technically I know, you know, ultra signups, you know, it's got you second, but you were first. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> technically we had the same, you know, mileage, but he finished, you know, I guess a little bit before, I don't know how much before me, he finished before me. So technically he okay. was first overall, right. but we had we'll, the same we'll, mileage. We'll, yeah. let, we'll let him, we'll let him yeah. technically <laughs> be ahead, but yeah, you were, you were ahead. So tell us a little bit about the challenges of being a vegan runner um, or, the, you know, or the advantages of being a vegan runner might be a better way to put that. I think, I think, think there's more advantages. Well, you know, okay. actually I think, I think there's multiple factors. So I've been vegan for, I don't know, like 12, 13, 14, like a long time. I say 10 plus years now. So now it's pretty easy for me to know what to eat and what I can have at a race and, you know, and whatnot. So I feel like if you're a new vegan runner, it's challenging. But right. if you're because you're just trying to figure out what to eat, you know. But for me, since I've been for so long and I've been running for so long, you know, I've got my nutrition down. I know what I can and cannot and should not eat. I think being vegan helps me with my recovery, helps me with that's why I can do these crazy races like back to back to back. I feel like just being plant based helps with that quick recovery. And, you know, you've got Scott Jurek and Katra Corbett and Harvey Lewis and all these other awesome vegan yep. ultra runners, you yeah. know. Yeah. And there's a, there's a lot of case studies for it. So yeah, especially yeah. the recovery part of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And aid stations, unless it's a really 
sad aid station. There's always vegan options, you know, boiled potatoes and salt, rice, chips, uh, Sour Patch Kids, you know, Oreos. There's a lot of vegan junk food and that's what aid stations are junk food. So exactly. Well, that's, that's part of the, part of the beauty of ultra marathons is, yeah. Eating like you would never eat in real life, you know? So. Oh, yeah. I've heard it described. It's like if you were a 10 year old on a road trip and someone gave you 100 bucks at a gas station, it was like, all right, buy food. Like that's what a, you know, ultra aid station's like. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> yeah. Chips, candy, cookies, you know, whatever, pickles. <laughs> Some of my What's like your... non-runners or non-ultra friends are like, oh, do you like granola or like fruit or something? I'm like, maybe some fruit here and there, but no, it's mostly chips and candy and cookies. That's right. <laughs> yep. It's all good stuff. What's your training like? Uh, it's been sort of sporadic. Um, so for Badwater, I I had a very like regimented training. I was using Pete Kostelnik, who's still my coach, um, but he'd okay. set like a training plan for me running wise. And so I was at the most hitting about 90 miles a week okay. outside of, you know, if I had a race, but I was doing a lot of like big races and also incline walking, mobility, stretching, working out at this gym called hot works yeah there's yeah. a bunch of saunas and you work out in the sauna so i was doing okay. sauna yoga and it's at about 130 degrees so it's pretty hot wow. and, and cycling yeah and what else was i doing i mean it's, yeah running oh uh strength training i tried to do it at least once twice a week and then you know i took about two months off from bad water i meant to be like two three weeks but i was like right <laughs> hey so you, you you kick butt you deserve two months off that's awesome yeah yeah i was running sporadically here and there but no, nothing like uh scheduled or regular and then you know i guess i'm just using all these races now in the fall and winter to like hop back into my fitness you know it's like um you know i gotta race every weekend yet, every weekend oh no no i've yeah. got um the uh, itty bitty 50 in Charleston, okay, <laughs> which is coming up um, this weekend, this Sunday. Okay. And that's it's the 50 miler that yeah. kind of on the same course as the hundred, right? So tell us, uh, what are your plans for 2024? Oh my gosh. I was actually just looking at my schedule today and I've got all these races I've signed up for. And then um, I've got them in this Excel sheet, of course, you know, CPA yep. account. <laughs> And it, it's packed. I mean, I'm planning on doing, I'd love to do the Ultra Cup again. You know, definitely okay. doing Badwater Cape Fear. Sad to miss out on Blackbeards. I love Blackbeards so much. Um, right. But, you know, just, you know, can't, same with. So, yeah, you hopefully can't they'll, yeah. Now, now, hopefully next year, Cape Fear will move back to its original weekend. But, but anyway, yes, yeah, so I've got Cape Fear. I'm doing long haul again. I've signed up for, I'm going to do the Southern Tour. I call it Last Runner Standing instead of Last okay. Man Standing. Okay. Uh, it'll be my first like backyard event. So, okay. we'll see. I, I used to have a grudge against them, like not being a fast runner. I felt like it was right. more of a fast runner's game. But, you know, like, let me just sign up, see how this is, and then make my decision how I feel about backyard. So, and it's 20 minutes for me. Let's see. What else? Other ultras. Umstead 100. Um, okay. I did that in 2019 as my second 100. And I've been back almost every year to pace or volunteer. So I decided to see if I could best my original Umstead time. It was just under 27 hours. But I basically, I death marched the last 25 miles. So right. yeah, so I'm super excited to do that. And then I'm doing, finally doing the Hydra 
which okay. uh, have you heard of? Yeah, the ultra running guys, Jeff. Yeah. yeah. So doing their their 50K, which has like a fun spin. It's, you know, it's got, I think, with like five different sections. You know, don't know which section you're going to run. Right. Don't you draw parts. something and it tells you which section you're running or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think you draw a color and then based on like wristband and then based right. on that color you run loops and you at the end of each not loop an out and back at the end of the out and back there's a bucket of rocks and you pick up your color rock and then come back and there's always like one really terrible section <laughs> that's what i've okay. heard it's right. on trails it's near wilmington it's in i think winnebo um so i'm doing their 50k Doing salt and sea. I haven't signed up for that yet because I need to finalize my team. I'm either doing it as a three-person team with my friend Sam, who I did it with last year, and my friend Wendy, who's awesome. Wendy she Murray, did the Ultra right? Cup. Wendy Murray, yeah, yeah. Of course, did, yeah. Yep. She did the Ultra Cup in 2019. And we ran Charleston 100, like from zero to 100 miles together last year. Oh my so. gosh. Yeah. How fun. I, we yeah. didn't even mean Wendy's to. Awesome. We just, Wendy's yeah, I, I love amazing. her so much. So we both have basically the same pace and yep. yeah, same personality. So you know, definitely doing solid sea with her. Maybe three person with my my other partner Sam. With thinking about Coca Dona two fifty, I don't know. It's like right oh, after Salt and Sea. It'll be my first. <laughs> I know. I, I need to do a two hundred miler. Like, and I love Arizona. I, I love the area and I know a bunch of people that have done it. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe cook it up. But I haven't pulled the trigger on it. Okay. Um, and I, I did put my name in the lottery for Western States. I have one awesome. little ticket. <laughs> Me too. <man. laughs> and I, I should have been throwing my name in Western States since 2018, but I was, you know, one of those like contrarians, like, I don't know, like, uh, you know, Western States is cool, but you know, I, I'll do other races, but, you know, I know it's really like a plan, like a long-term planning thing. You, you know, you plan like six, seven years out. Like the Boston yeah. of, you know, yeah. West you know, of hundreds. So, yeah. you know, now, now I'm like, come to my senses. I'm like, duh, of course I want to do Western States. So yeah. <laughs> finally threw in my ticket. So, you know, if I'm the one of the 1%, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping not because I've just got a jam-packed you know, schedule, but of course, maybe, maybe that's just me. Like, uh, what is it? Reverse psychology. You know, if that's I, right. If I hope See? to not get in. I'll get I in. I hope to <laughs> not get in and then you'll get in. Definitely want to apply for 135 again because so next year, hopefully it'll be on the original course because all you know, that the road going into Lone Pine has reopened. So, okay, cool. And it'll be later in July. So it'll be even hotter. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Cool. Yeah. So right. that, um, I did, did the, I guess last Friday, the Friday after Thanksgiving, I pulled the trigger on Eastern States. Did you really? Yeah. Okay. Which, but I'm, I'm such a road girly. Like I love running on the road and this is right. the opposite of a road. Oh yeah. Race. It is gnarly, gnarly trails. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I'm thinking like, you know, in 2019, I did Uari and there was a tropical storm. Yeah. So just to channel whatever, oh, you know. I, that just dawned on me. You did Uari the year that nobody should have done Uari. Yeah, the year that my non-runner friends were like, they're certainly going to cancel a tropical yeah. storm. I'm like, no, nah, it's on the outer bands. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was, that was yeah. a tough year. Oh, yeah. I have read stories about that year. Wow. What were your feet like after that? They you were never were not in water, were you? 
Oh, yeah. No, I mean, the beginning of the race, maybe the first um, like before the sun went down, I, I don't think it was raining, but it was still humid, you know. Um, right. Yeah, my feet were super wrinkly <laughs> and oh, <wow>. yucky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. I remember, um, do you, you know, Lori Mateki, right? Yeah. 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 Lori was um, one of my pacers. Love Lori. And I thought I was starting to get like a blister, like on like the back of my heel or something, uh -huh. somewhere, in, somewhere on my feet. And, you know, I knew it was just going to keep raining. And I was like, Lori, like you've done a ton of these races and you worry, like, what, what should I do? Like, I know I don't want to ignore a problem and get bigger, but also I don't really want to take my shoes off and make it worse. Uh, so what do you, what do you think I should do about these blisters? And she's like, you know, I think that's a problem for tomorrow, Emily. So that's awesome. I'm surprised she didn't say, you know, Emily, I think you need a shot of fireball. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a second piece of advice. Um, but she was right because my feet just went numb. I stopped paying attention to them. So, okay. So, yeah, you, you knew something was going on back there. Check it out the next day, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's a problem for tomorrow, me. Yeah. As that long as it's awesome. not like searing pain, eh, whatever. So, uh, all right, so let me let me ask you this because you're you've done a ton of races. What is like if Emily Lyons were given an entry into a race? What would that race be? Oh my gosh, there's so many races that I love, and they're all so different. Um, but I've got to say, Bandwater One Thirty Five. Like again, awesome, <laughs> like, awesome. I, I love you it. Know, I just I love love the race. The area, oh my gosh, it's just, I'd love to get in again with the knowledge and experience I have now doing the original course late in July. Um, so yeah, if I, if someone were to give me free entry, you know, guaranteed entry into a race, I would 135. Definitely. That's awesome. I'm going to have to go yeah. through somebody at Badwater just to check it out and Oh yeah. my gosh, you definitely should. It is now it is really hard to crew a bad water. And I made oh, sure yeah. to tell my crew that I'm like, look, this is gonna suck. Like this is hard. I mean, yeah. you're out there for up to 48 hours, and it's not, you know, regular crewing is like you may see your runner every five, 10, 20 miles, you know, 24 hours later. This is every maybe 20 minutes, every yep. 30 minutes, you know. So, all right, so let's oh, yeah. let's draw this to a close because I know you got other things to do, but then talk about <laughs> running and everything. So when you hear the phrase living an ultra life, what do you think of? Living an ultra life is not sweating the small stuff, letting go of your ego. I tell people that wow. it's very hippy dippy and woo woo. But you know, as a runner, before you do ultras, you're worried about, you know, your speed, you know, you want to go faster, you want to beat everyone. And when you when you become an ultra runner, it's just like you know what? Like speed doesn't matter. Like I want to stop and I want to take pictures and I want to talk to my friends and I want to do a beer lap. It's um, letting go of that sort of running ego. And also knowing that you can push past what you thought the your absolute limits were. Cause I mean, that's a hundred miler. That's a 50 miler. That's whatever distance, you know, Yes. you think is your absolute limit is realizing, oh, wow, I thought I, you know, it was only humanly possible to run 26.2 miles, but just run 30. Oh, that was, that was perfect. <laughs> I loved what you just said. That is, that is awesome. Cause it's a combination of letting go of your ego and realizing you're capable of a lot, whole lot more than you think you are. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's for everyone. 
ultra running, people think it's only for like David Goggins or previously before David Goggins at Dean Karnazes or Scott yeah. Jurek. But it's, you know, really everyone can do an ultra if you want yeah. to. Not, not Of course, not everyone wants to do an ultra, but anyone who wants to do an ultra can go out and do an ultra, which I love. And I love yeah. that you could be standing next to some random person and they're the most badass person that you'll ever meet. But just by looking at him, you'd have no idea. That's exactly. ultra running. This is the beauty of an ultra runner. You don't have to look like an ultra runner. You just go. Oh, be yeah. Another thing I love is it's not just for the tall, long-legged, lean runners. Like you see the marathons and halves and all that. It's it's for all body types. And that reminds, another thing I love about ultra running is it's a very incredibly humble sport in the ultra world like it's a very just very humble and you can meet and talk to and be friends with the best of the best of the best in the sport which exactly. you know in other sports you can't you know you're not talking to tiger woods or lebron james or exactly. michael jordan you know but in it's, ultra it's running always go down to cape fear i mean where oh, else yeah. can you go and you can talk to a guy like ray krolowicz paul oh, yeah. Hecker, tom green and fijas billy gunn you know, yeah. yeah i mean Wendy Murray, you, you yep. talk, and and it's like, wait a second, John Price. I mean, these are guys that, if you study the ultra running sport, it's like, oh my gosh! Like I remember my first year at Cape Fear, Jam uh, Jamila. I always forget her yeah. last name. Yeah, Jamila was there, and I was like, and I I I know I was like a fanboy. I was, just, <laughs> I was like, like, I'm running up to her. I was like, can I please just take a selfie real quick with you? Because I've always wanted to meet you and I'm like babbling like a fool. And she was just so wonderful and so approachable and just out there running and banting and having a great time. And it was, it was, I love going to Cape Fear because you're going to meet legends and, you know, this oh, year yeah. I got to run a couple of miles with, you know, the legend, Emily Lyons. So, you know, my world <laughs> oh, is yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I, I, fin know. I finally caught up to the person that Brian's been telling me about for years. So. <laughs> I love uh, it. it. Well, awesome. I'm sure we'll see each other soon in another race. What races do you have coming up? Uh, I've got Long Haul, and then I got okay. Swami, and then I'll do the Virginia 24 again, and then I'm going to go. I gave myself my 60th birthday present. I'm going to go run six days in the Dome. Nice. That is on my list. Although that is one of those races that it just sounds like it sucks, but it's so fun. It's, you know, in a track, it's, so it's... different, you know? <laughs> so I grew up a hockey player. So I'm just like, this is going to be okay. kind of fun running around the hockey rink. You know, I'm probably going to be tempted to check somebody into the boards and I'll have to refrain, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it'll, I'm just like, you know, what, what better thing could you do for your 60th birthday? Oh, I know. So are you doing the whole six days? Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing oh all six. Gosh. Yeah. That's the goal is to get over 400. So, wow. I mean, yeah. it's around, how big is that track? It's 400 it's a, meters. Okay. So it is, it is a regular. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's a but, regular track. But you can't tell what time it is, right? There's no windows. There's, there's no windows. And it's, the temperature is controlled. It's at what, like a- two degrees ooh. the whole time. <laughs> and it's just running around track Round for six around. days. around. Switch yeah. directions every four hours. Run around. Okay, at least you have the direction change. Yeah. You so you got you got the out. direction change to look forward to every four hours. So I I oh, will yeah. probably be insane by the end, but what the heck? <laughs> at least <laughs> or, it's not like um have you heard about that twenty-four hour that's in an abandoned mine? 
It's complete Whoa. darkness. It's like 30 something degrees. Yeah. Like, There's no electric lights or anything. So you got to have a headlamp that lasts for 24 hours of darkness. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Sounds, I know. Just sounds insane. Heard Might have to try thing. it some year. I know. You or that, find yourself um, reading about stuff like this and you go, wow, that sounds insane. I'm, I may have to try this. You know? I know. Like, <laughs> exactly. Or that that 200 miler that's just an out and back under a, a in a tunnel. Under the tunnel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one. That's an in England, tunnel. isn't it? Yeah. I'm just yeah. like, okay, that one. That one's a little crazy, too. All right, so take us out of here. What's Emily's advice to somebody that is getting ready to run their first ultra marathon? I would say pick a race, just sign up, and then research the race. Like read all the race reports, read the whole website, read the runner's guide, and um, talk to people who've done the race and know the problems that you may face during the race. And then try and research the tools you can use to fix those problems because that's what an ultra marathon is. It's yeah. really just a long puzzle, you know, whether yep. it be, a, you know, 31 mile puzzle or a 250 mile puzzle, you know, it's just trying to solve problem solve for the whole race. So show up and have fun. Trust your training. You'll do it. That like, is awesome. That oh is, yeah. Unless you choose an insanely advice. hard race for your first race and Might as you well. know, get the hard yeah. one out also, of the way. Oh yeah. And DNFs, you know what? Everyone has DNFs. So if you That's DNF right. your first race or if you DNF all your races, who cares? That's right. That's right. Yeah. And nothing wrong with a DNF. It means we went out there and at least you gave it a shot. Exactly. Cool. I spoke to uh, Ed the Jester. I don't know if you know Ed the Jester, but yes. he has one of uh -huh. the, yes. Yep. One of the uh, most hundred mile finishes. He told me I probably also have the most DNFs. So. Wow. I would have never but you know, that's right. Cause he just goes out and does hard stuff. So yeah. Wow. Yeah, that yeah, is so awesome. That's my advice. Also a lot easier than you think it's yeah, possible. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Emily. It has been so much fun spending a little bit of time with you. And, yeah. Uh, thanks I, for having me on the show. You bet. Yeah. This has been a blast. I'm so glad that we were able to finally schedule it all and get it all done. But yeah, this has been awesome. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time on living and ultralife.